Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. It is Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. The Bruins are in Calgary to take on the Flames and we will preview that game in a moment as well as take a look at some Bruins-related trade deadline rumblings and some news and notes from around the NHL. But first, as always, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Ian. I am the host of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. Uh, you can also follow the show at LO underscore uh, Boston Bruins. If you'd like to shoot me an email, you can do so at LockedOnBostonBruins at gmail.com. The podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Google Play, Pocket Casts, uh, basically wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, if you have a moment today, please give a rating and a review. That would be uh, very, very much appreciated. So, what's going on today? As I mentioned, the Bruins are in Alberta to take on the Calgary Flames tonight. Uh, if you were following their Instagram, Twitter yesterday, you saw that they spent their day off uh, curling as a team, which is always fun. These uh, kind of uh, Western road trips always seem to be good in terms of team building and, um, yeah, just bonding in general. And I hope that, uh, yeah, they've had a good time in advance of tonight's game, which we will preview here in a few minutes. But I wanted to first begin the show by addressing a few uh, Boston Bruins-related trade rumors and rumblings. And many of you have already seen this morning that Andy Strickland, uh, who's based in St. Louis, he uh, tweeted out this morning that, he expects a move involving David Backus before Monday's trade deadline, likely moving back to the Western Conference. Uh, Andy Strickland works for Fox Sports Midwest. Uh, he's covered the Blues for quite some time, so obviously he's familiar with Backus uh, as the former captain of the Blues. Um, I wouldn't put him up there with insiders along the lines of, you know, a uh, Elliot Freeman, Bob McKenzie. Chris Johnston, Darren Dreger, Pierre Lebrun, those are kind of the big five that you should uh, really uh, put the most stock into. But uh, like I said, he's really plugged in with uh, St. Louis and with the Blues, and we all know um, Bacchus's connection to St. Louis and the Blues uh, dating back years uh, prior to his decision to jump on with the Bruins. Now that decision was made relatively easy by the nature of uh, his contract. Backus signed a five-year $30 million deal with the Bruins back in 2016. Uh, there's one year left on that deal. He carries a $6 million cap hit and he has a modified no trade clause wherein uh, for this season, there's eight teams on that trade list. Next year, it jumps up to 15 teams. Uh, to whom he cannot be traded. Um, obviously, the nature of his deal, high cap hit, one year left, probably means the Bruins will have to sweeten the pot considerably in order to make this deal work. And there's no indication yet as to uh, what team he might be flipped to, uh, other than it's a Western Conference team. So you obviously start to think about Anaheim, who has already said they're willing to take on some contracts. Um, maybe. Chicago in a Brandon Sod deal to make the salaries work, but uh, we'll get to that here in a moment. Perhaps a rebuilding team like the Kings would want to take on his contract and buy it out uh, in exchange for some assets. Um, maybe the Wild. 
I don't know. There's not very many options out there in terms of teams willing to take on that cap space uh, and who are in the process of building. So uh, we'll see how that plays out over the weekend. I mentioned Brandon Saad, and that was something that came up yesterday. Uh, as Elliot Friedman mentioned on the uh, 31 Thoughts podcast that the Bruins were interested in acquiring him as an alternative to Kyle Palmieri or Chris Kreider. Uh, Joe McDonald and Scott Powers of The Athletic got together and kind of had a uh, typed conversation discussing this and what it might cost for the Bruins to acquire him. Uh, Scott Powers said the Blackhawks aren't actively looking to move Saad, but as a source told him on Thursday, quote, if you're horny for one of their players, they'll talk. Well, va-va-voom. That's obviously a weird way to put it, Powers wrote, but I think Saad could be got for the right price. That has to start with a first-round pick. And then he asked, McDonald, what do you think the Bruins could offer? McDonald said, no doubt the Bruins are, quote-unquote, horny enough to win another Stanley Cup with this veteran core before the window closes. I can see, this is McDonald's, Again, Saad being a solid fit for the Bruins on the second line with Krejci and DeBrusque, but that would mean Saad would have to play the right side as a left-hand shot. Or Cassidy could tweak the lineup and have Saad on Charlie Coyle's left side, and that would put um, Anders Bjork on the right. We've all seen in the past how a solid third line can guide a team to a Stanley Cup. If Sweeney's willing to make such a deal, I'm guessing he'd be willing to part with a second rounder, a player on the current roster, and a prospect. Maybe David Backus would need to be part of a possible deal. Powers reiterated it'd be a non-starter without a first-round pick. Uh, If you wanted to try to remove that, it would take uh, a couple high-quality prospects along the lines of Jack Stanika, Yerhovakinainen, Trent Frederick, Oscar Steen, or John Beecher. Uh, As for Backus... The Blackhawks do have the cap space now, but they don't have it for next season. So unless they did something really creative where they could carry the full cap hit this season and just a small portion next season, that probably wouldn't work. Um, McDonald added first round pick would likely have to be included. Uh, there's only one untouchable in his mind, and that would be Jack Stanika. I would agree with that. Um, and basically... He said he would deal any other of those players mentioned previously uh, in a package that includes Saad. Uh, so basically, is Saad going to be dealt? Says for the right price, it could happen. From what he's heard, again, he's not on their list of untouchables, but it would have to be a deal that knocks their socks off. If the Bruins are unwilling to deal Stanika, um, you better be willing to give up a first-rounder and two or three quality prospects, but he believes Saad is worth it. Um, so, yeah. Um, the thing with Saad as well is he is under contract through next season at a cap hit of $6 million. He's only 27. He'll turn 28 in October, so the beginning of next season. He's got 18 goals so far this season. Averages, like I mentioned yesterday, about 23 goals for every 82 games played, but he also brings that you know, um, tenacity and experience certainly as a two-time Stanley Cup winner with the um, Chicago Blackhawks. So we'll see what happens there. Again, it really looks like the priority is Kreider and or 
no, not Andor, but or Palmieri. But this sod thing seems to be picking up steam and could very well uh, be something that Don Sweeney is looking at. There was also a report from Dalton Johnson of NBCSports.com, Bay Area, talking about um, the Bruins and Joe Thornton once again. Uh, it's believed that, according to a league executive, um, he'll only go to a team that has a chance to win, meaning Colorado and Boston are uh, viewed as the best fits. This was from Bruce Garriock of the Ottawa Sun. Um, I, again, am all for this, not only from a nostalgia perspective, but I think a fourth line of Thornton uh, with Corrali on the left and Chris Wagner on the right could be very effective. And also having uh, Joe Thornton join the power play would be pretty awesome as well. So I think it makes sense. I see a lot of Bruins fans kind of running from this idea. It's not what they need, yada, yada. But consider this. The Bruins could get a winger, maybe add some defensive depth, and add Joe Thornton. It's not one or the other here that we're talking about. Joe Thornton as a fourth-line center, um, future Hall of Famer, still has... uh, you know, incredible skills. People say, well, he doesn't score. He's never been really known as a goal scorer. He's a setup man. He's big. He's hungry. And I think uh, it would be something cool to see. I, I don't see any downsides, really, especially if he can put him on the fourth line and not have to disrupt Charlie Coyle's um, place in the lineup. Um, so those are three uh, things to keep an eye on here for the Bruins uh, over the weekend. Uh, again, trade deadline is Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, the Bruins have two games on the schedule uh, before that time. Tonight against Calgary, tomorrow night against Vancouver. And now let's take a look at uh, those two games and see what's uh, what's ahead for the Bruins this weekend. A fresh off their win in Edmonton the other night and a day of curling yesterday. The Bruins are set for yet another back-to-back situation. I believe it's their fifth this month alone. Uh, where they'll play the Calgary Flames tonight, Vancouver Canucks tomorrow night. These are two teams who are uh, in an interesting spot. If you look at the Pacific Division standings, you'll see that it's very tight. Only four points separates uh, the first place Vegas Golden Knights and the fifth place Arizona Coyotes. But if you look at the um, wildcard race and the conference standings, you see that um, only Winnipeg, and Calgary right now are in those spots. What this means is that every point counts out there in the Pacific Division, and the Calgary Flames and the Vancouver Canucks are certainly looking to secure their spots uh, in the playoff race. The Flames right now are uh, fourth in the Pacific, holding on to the second wildcard spot with a record of 31, 24, and 6. A minus 10 goal differential, which is uh, not great. The only negative goal differential among any team currently in a playoff spot. Uh, the Canucks played 60 games. They're 32, 22, and 6. 70 points, uh, plus 10 goal differential. We all know the Canucks recently snagged Tyler Toffoli on the trade market. And they are certainly gearing up for what is hoped to be a long playoff run considering they've already dealt uh, their first round pick last summer to the Tampa Bay Lightning in exchange for JT Miller. Um, I have been uh, quite high on the Canucks uh, this season. They have a a very good goaltender, Jacob Markstrom, some depth um, at all positions with a good mix of veterans and youth. Um, Probably not as 
close to winning as maybe general manager Jim Benning might think, but um, they certainly won't be an easy out for the Bruins, especially on the second game of a back-to-back. The Flames tonight, uh, they are uh, 5-5 and in their last 10 games. Uh, Certainly probably the more beatable team for the Bruins. They're led in scoring by um, Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau, each with 50 points. Elias Lindholm, 48 points. Sean Monahan with 41 points. Flames haven't played since Monday when they beat the Anaheim Ducks by a score of 6-4, to four, so they'll be a bit more rested than the Bruins. Um, this is the first game that the Bruins have played against the Flames this year. They'll actually play again next week back in Boston. Uh, the Flames and Bruins split two games last season, each winning at home. But that, of course, is ancient history at this point. Um, Milan Lucic will be an interesting uh, player to watch tonight. Uh, the Flames website says there's no greater motivation than suiting up against your old mates. Lucic, of course, played eight seasons with the Bruins, winning a Stanley Cup in 2011. Uh, in eight career games against the Bruins, he has five points, 35 hits uh, in nearly 17 minutes of ice time. I, I don't know if he'll reach that mark tonight, but uh, it'll be interesting to see our old friend Milan mix it up against his old mates in Boston. I wouldn't expect any lineup changes for the Bruins after the win over the Oilers last night. I'm sorry, two nights ago. They're obviously uh, on a pretty good streak here. There's no need to mix things up, barring any injuries that may have arisen uh, from curling day or in the morning skate today. Uh, Still yet to be determined who will play in net, but my sense... Whoa, baby! Sorry for that. Just some late breaking news here on the uh, Twitter machine. It's believed that the Bruins are on the verge of acquiring Andre Cass from the Anaheim Ducks. Marissa and Jemmy of the Boston Herald saying, uh, sources say the Bruins have a deal in place to send David Backus and their first round pick to Anaheim. Uh, so that would be the sweetener that we talked about required to dump David Backus. And it looks like the Bruins will be getting Andre Cass in return. Now let's uh, take a look at Andre Cass for those of you who are unfamiliar. Our boy is 24 years old. He was a seventh round pick of the Anaheim Ducks back in 2014, uh, but a very uh, capable right winger who has uh, only seven goals and 16 assists through 49 games this year. He did have 20 goals and uh, 18 assists in 66 games back in 27-18 and scored 11 goals in 30 games uh, last season. So a very capable scorer who will fit in great here with uh, the Bruins in my estimation. The beauty here is that uh, Cass has a year of control left on his contract. He's under uh, contract through the end of next season at a very reasonable $2.6 million cap hit. Um of course, to get uh, the Ducks to take Bagus and send Cass back in an exchange, it will cost the Bruins their first-round pick, but we all expect that that will be a high pick, therefore um, very much worth it in my estimation. The positive possession player at even strength with a 54.66 Corsi 4 percentage. Uh, expected goals, he's also very solid. Uh, at 49.55, but that's also a product of uh, the Ducks not being too great. The 
possession numbers really uh, make it stand out to me. And, and I'm uh, very excited to see how he fits in with uh, Jake DeBrusque and David Krejci uh, as a member of the second line. Finally, that right-hand shot that we've all been after heading into this season. The Athletics' Ian Tullock had cast uh, rated number one in his uh, NHL top 10 breakout candidates. He wrote, still one of the best-kept secrets in the league. I have a feeling Koss is going to have a big-time breakout performance. He's been scoring at an elite rate over the past two seasons, ranking 36th in the NHL in points per 60, minutes at 5-on-5, but we haven't seen him put up monster totals yet, largely due to the fact he hasn't been given opportunities higher in the lineup. Uh, He had been previously knocked down the depth chart by Corey Perry, um, and you know he's been playing with not the kind of talent that he'll have in Boston. Um, he said, Koss ranks 99th percentile of clean zone exits and zone entries per 60 minutes, not to mention the 98th percentile of shots per 60. If he gets the boost in ice time he deserves, I expect him to have a dominant 2019-20 season. Comparison, if we look at the Maple Leafs, they had to give up a first-round pick just to send Patrick Marlowe to the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, he was bought out. They didn't re- get anything in return. Uh, the Bruins here giving up the first-round pick, uh, but jettisoning David Backus and getting Andre Cass in a return, not only for this year, but also for next season. So that's a great, great piece of work here by Don Sweeney. Pierre Lebrun is adding that it looks like a prospect will be included as well. Uh, so we'll see who... Oh, it looks like... Uh, Axel Anderson also going to Anaheim in the trade per uh, Marissa and Jemmy's sources. Axel Anderson uh, is playing in the QMAHL at the moment. Uh, he is a right shooting defenseman. He was a second round pick by the Bruins in 2018. This season with the Moncton Wildcats, he has two goals and 22 assists. The Bruins here dealing from a um, position of strength. Certainly there's some uh, good defensive prospects in the pipeline already, and certainly they're able and willing to deal with Axel Anderson in return for this. So Frank Saravelli, TSN, saying the full deal is Andre Cass to Boston for a first-round pick, David Backest, and prospect Axel Anderson. Personally, I love it, and um, giving this a very good grade here. Uh, just my knee-jerk reaction. Um, you know, giving up the first-round pick is tough in some people's eyes because it's valuable, but hopefully, you know, it'll be 30th, 31st. Um, so basically a borderline second-round pick. And uh, again, in order to be able to get a player who's not a rental is a very good uh, piece of work by Don Sweeney. Keep in mind as well, Cass will be an RFA when his deal expires after next season. Uh, so you know, a bit more leverage there for the Bruins uh, as well. And a uh, very, very exciting deal here for Don Sweeney and the Bruins. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we have to see if the Bruins are retaining any salary in this deal, uh, but still um, a really nice piece of work. I can't stress that enough. For some added context on Axel Anderson, sorry, I'm a bit all over the place here, but there's some moving pieces recording, like literally as all this is breaking, uh, Scott Wheeler of The Athletic had Axel Anderson rated 
11th among Boston's prospects, 5th uh, among defensemen behind uh, Jeroho Vakaninen, uh, behind, uh, who else here, Jacobs Borrell, Victor Berglund, and Jeremy Lozon. He said uh, Anderson's run this season has been limited due to not being on the first power play unit, but uh, he's an effective um, passer, sees the ice really well, but he'll need to take some big steps to go from intriguing to something more than that, meaning... Um, yeah, Boston's giving up a relatively decent prospect, but certainly not one of their top ones, even at that position. Now the Bruins have made the deal official. So let's give a full rundown of this trade, uh, to wrap up this part of the podcast. Uh, so the Bruins have announced the team has acquired forward Andre Cass from the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for David Backus, defenseman Axel Anderson, and a 2020 first-round draft pick. Boston will also retain 25% of Backus's salary. Um, so, yeah, that's the official deal right from uh, the Bruins themselves. Backus was scheduled to make $4 million in total salary next year, meaning the Bruins uh, will be on the hook for $1 million of that, and the Ducks will be on the hook for three of those million dollars. One final stat on cast to get the uh, juices flowing. Our friend Connor Ryan uh, mentions a stat similar to what uh, I mentioned earlier from uh, Ian Tullock. He said in the past two years, cast ranked 39th in five on five points per 60 minutes among all NHLers ahead the legs of uh, Jamie Benn and Vladimir Tarasenko. He was ninth in shots per 60 at 10.54. So yeah, his, Production numbers may not jump out with the seven goals, 23 points in 49 games this season, but his underlying numbers are very, very promising. And he has uh, top six uh, written all over him uh, as a candidate, not even a candidate, as the man to jump on the second line alongside uh, Jake DeBrusque and uh, David Krejci. So, yeah, breaking news here as I was recording the podcast. Very exciting. Hope that was easy enough to follow. And, uh, Of course, we'll be back with more reaction uh, as other things develop prior to the trade deadline. Those of you who have been listening to the podcast for quite some time will have heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. You may not know that Locked On Bruins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Bruins fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listeners, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Bruins fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put our company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve locked on advertising success. Again, that's advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Let's wrap up by looking at some other news and notes from around the NHL. Uh, bit hard to focus here as all this is going on, but uh, one thing, I don't know if it will really affect the Bruins too much, but um, Zach Bogosian and the Buffalo Sabres have uh, announced that they're going to work towards a mutual termination of his contract, meaning 
He'll become an unrestricted free agent. If he wants to play in the playoffs, he needs to sign before the trade deadline. Um, he's not, mm, let's say, not great, um, but he is uh, a right-hand shot, big body, who could eat some minutes for the Bruins on the third pairing if they felt they wanted to offer him that kind of league minimum contract that they weren't willing to give to uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. Uh, Maple Leafs, despite winning last night against the Pittsburgh Penguins, there's some rumblings that they might want to trade uh, Tyson Berry, who's an impending unrestricted free agent. Um, hasn't really worked out for him. Some teams are reaching out. Uh, so they could either go for a player-for-player player swap to try to stay s- as strong as possible for this year, or they could look for some picks and prospects uh, that they could flip to another team uh, for another player. So that's something to keep an eye on, certainly, as well. Um, anything else related to the Bruins? Like I mentioned, the Bruins uh, were off last night. Tampa Bay lost, meaning Boston is three points up heading into tonight's game against the Flames, uh, and Tampa has no games in hand. Um, so that's uh, good that Tampa finally lost last night. The uh, Florida Panthers lost as well. The Maple Leafs won, meaning um, the Panthers are now uh, two points back of the Maple Leafs, albeit with the game in hand. So quick update on the standings there. Obviously, there's a lot of rumors and reports about other players and teams going out there, but this is a Boston Bruins podcast, so we'll stick to that for now in terms of uh, what could possibly be going on with them. Um, I would assume that dealing the first-round pick makes uh, our aforementioned talk of Kreider and Saad uh, moot, uh, as they no longer have that to deal with. But again, um, Cash, like Coyle last year, is under contract for an additional season and uh, clearing that salary off the books for David Backus uh, hopefully will allow the Bruins a better shot at re-signing Tory Krug as well, which would be uh, just amazing uh, to see. Um, so we'll see if there's any other deals that piggyback on this. If Sweeney looks at Bogosian, looks to add some uh, depth um, up front or on the blue line, uh, and we'll see, you know, how uh, the Bruins perform tonight against the Flames and uh, Saturday against the Canucks. So very exciting deal. Uh, full credit to Don Sweeney for pulling this off. And uh, I, for one, am very happy with how uh, the Bruins were able to not only uh, improve their depth and add that top six winger that they've been looking for forever, but also... Um, you know, dump the David Backus contract. I should add, to be a bit more sensitive to Backus and his family, that I wish it had worked out for him. I wish he was able to be part of a team that had beaten the St. Louis Blues in the Stanley Cup Final. I wish he had suited up for Game 7. I wish he had not suffered these concussions. Um, He, by all accounts, was a great guy in the room, a valuable addition to the culture of the Boston Bruins, and we wish him well uh, as he moves to Anaheim and whatever uh, his future holds in hockey. Um, So to wrap up, yeah, go Bruins. Welcome Andre Cass, and we will check in again on Monday, uh, probably after the trade deadline because there'll be so many moving parts. Um, And, you know, uh, wouldn't make too much sense to record prior to that because it will 
become obsolete pretty quick. Hope you all have a great weekend. I'm off tonight to see the Guelph Storm and the London Knights, a prime OHL matchup. And um, yeah, back in time to catch the end of the Bruins game. So all that to say, I hope you all have a great weekend and uh, take care of yourselves. And I will talk to you again on Monday. Peace.